there, my fellow Kansans. Jim McLean here. The results of the 2018 election are now, of course, in. You already knew that. Kansas voters selected Democratic State Senator Laura Kelly as their new governor. And we want to talk a bit about that while the news is still fresh. They picked Kelly over conservative Republican Chris Kobach and independent Greg Orman, who finished a very distant third and didn't prove to be the spoiler that some feared. But there were mixed signals in the results. Kansans selected Kelly, a moderate Democrat, to run the state, but they gave her a slightly more conservative legislature to work with. So, on this bonus episode, I bring my fellow Kansans editor Amy Jeffries over to this side of the microphone to talk a bit about the results. Uh, so, Amy, let's focus on that marquee race, the uh, the governor's race. The outcome was very much in doubt heading into Election Day, right? Yeah, it was in doubt. Well, uncertain, right? We, we knew someone was going to get elected governor of the state of Kansas, that's for sure. We knew that much. Uh, but the polls suggested it was a really, really, really close race and that uh, we really didn't know whether or not uh, Republican Chris Kobach, the secretary of state, the firebrand, polarizing figure, uh, controversial guy, uh, was going to win or whether or not Laura Kelly, state senator, middle of the road, um, you know, pumped in a Kansas sort of way, uh, was going to pull it out. People were expecting a pretty late night, bracing themselves to be up into the wee hours. Uh, But the result of the governor's race was known fairly early. Why do you think that was? Well, yeah, at the end of the day, Laura Kelly had a a victory party, uh, and that party got started much earlier than people were expecting that it might. Let's let her explain it. There will be a lot of talk around America about the blue wave, but I don't believe that's what's happened here in Kansas. What happened in Kansas was a wave of common sense. A wave, a wave of bipartisanship. This wasn't one side beating the other. It was Democrats and Republicans and independents all coming together to put our state back on track. Because as we all know, we have faced challenges here over the last eight years like in no other state. Yeah. We've seen our schools devastated and the opportunities for our children put at risk. Partisanship was put above all else and it tore our state apart. That ended today. Okay, Amy, give us some more context there. What, what's she talking about there? She's talking about there a red state agenda, the agenda of former Republican Governor Sam Brownback, uh, an agenda that didn't end so well. Today, Kansans voted for a change. It's a change that brings back the priorities and the spirit of Kansas back to Topeka. You know, Kansans look out for each other. We cooperate, whether on the farm or the school or church, the workplace. We're all part of the same community. And today, Voters across Kansas came together. Okay, Amy, for the past several weeks here on the My Fellow Kansans podcast, we've been talking about the state's steady move to the right over the last 30 years or so and and asking whether the 2018 election, like the one two years ago in 2016, will keep us moving back to the state's traditional, more pragmatic center-right politics. Now, Kelly seems to be saying that at least in her uh, mind, the answer is yes. Do you think she's right about that? Well, she could be right in terms of certainly the people who voted for her. And she did beat Secretary of State Chris Kobach, 
8% to 43% of the vote. So that's a win of some five points, certainly nothing to sneeze at, but but no real mandate. Um, not a real mandate, but, but certainly a clear, uh, decisive victory. But it, it also means that there are still plenty of Kansans who voted to continue down the path to the right. Um, and at the same time that Laura Kelly was elected as governor, conservatives regained a significant, uh, not huge, but significant mm-hmm. number of seats in the Kansas House. So she's going to have to work even harder to put together the kind of coalition that she says she wants to get things done that she wants done. Yeah, and that clearly then raises the question about what are her priorities, and we know something about that because she's talked a lot about them on the campaign trail. I mean, among her top priorities certainly are making sure that public education is adequately funded. She's made it very clear that she wants to go back to having a uh, a functional highway building program, and she wants to expand access to health care. You know, because at the end of the day, we want our children to graduate from high school or college and find jobs right here in Kansas, so they can stay here and raise their families close to home. Our economy is changing, and not only do we have to adjust to it, we have to seize it, because Kansans can be a leader if we work together. And so we're going to get serious about job training opportunities for our workers, programs that offer affordable and flexible to the schedules of working adults, so working men and women can pick up the skills they need to rise in the workforce, get that job that's been just out of reach, and earn a little more money for their families, and feel like they are moving forward. And you know another way we can help? It's long past time to expand Medicaid. But again, whether or not she's able to get any of that accomplished comes back to working with the legislature. And we don't have an idea yet how willing the more conservative legislature will be to work with her. But she sees herself very much as a consensus builder, someone who likes working across the aisle. At least that's been her record as a state senator. Mm -hmm. And she talked a bit about that, didn't she, on election night? She did indeed. We saw historic cooperation in last year's legislative session to reverse the brownback tax experiment. Now, no one person, not even the governor, can act alone to achieve consensus. It's the whole point. And in that spirit, I promise you this, I will do everything in my power to set the right tone. I will listen every day to leaders from both parties and to the people of this state. We'll take the best ideas, no matter where they come from, and we'll work together despite our political labels. So what's funny to me there is that uh, Laura Kelly is stealing a few lines from a couple of other people that we've met along the way here on the campaign trail, uh, other people who wanted to be governor of Kansas, um, the incumbent governor, Jeff Collier, uh, a Republican, and also the independent, Greg Orman. In any event, a deeper look at what the 2018 election says about the political direction of the state and about Governor-elect Laura Kelly's ability to chart that course. Next time on My Fellow Kansans. I've always wanted to say that. (laughs) And there you did it. 